Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Praise God. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to come together. Um, teach your word. Have your spirit flow through us. Lord, have your spirit flow this night. Let us all be edified and strengthened. And let us leave different than we walked in today. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, this is my Bible. I have what it says I have. I am what it says I am. And I can do what it says I can do. Praise God. All right, tonight I'm going to speak on the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. And I fully intend that anyone who doesn't speak in tongues is going to leave here speaking in tongues. All right, so it's, uh, it's a gift for everybody, and I fully intend to, uh, uh, if you want it, you got it tonight. It's God's here. Uh, he hasn't left. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, and he's the baptizer. Uh, so I say that with full confidence. Um, so what is it? What is uh, speaking in tongues? First uh, Corinthians 14 gives you the definition or talks about it and says, 14.1 says, follow after charity or love and desire spiritual gifts. Desire them. Uh, they're for us. They're for our help. But rather that you may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, okay, in an unknown tongue. Now there's three kinds of tongues because uh, the Bible talks about diverse kinds of tongues. There's one tongues with interpretation. You got the tongues and then you can interpret. That's the equivalent of prophecy. You can actually prophesy that way. Uh, the second is uh, speaking in tongues in a language only uh, maybe you understand. Like, for example, if I'm, uh, you're Spanish and I'm not Spanish and I come to you and I speak in Spanish and you understand what I said, you know that I don't speak in Spanish. That's God talking to you. He may speak to you in your dialect, you know. If I'm from Africa and, you know, I'm at the service and all of a sudden I speak African, I may not know what I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying. That's another kind of tongue. Then there's tongues for edification, which we're talking about tonight, for your own benefit, uh, for your own building yourself up in faith, and so on and so forth. And this is an unknown tongue to you. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understands him, howbeit in the spirit he speaks mysteries. So it's an unknown tongue, and you're not speaking unto men, but you're speaking unto God, for no man understands him. Howbeit in the Spirit, he's speaking mysteries. It's God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, giving your spirit utterance, and then your spirit is speaking it through your body out. So when I go, the Holy Spirit is giving my spirit the utterance to speak. My mind has no idea what I'm saying. It's not coming from my mind. I can sit here for hours, and I haven't thought of one word. 
So later on when we pray, don't think it's coming out of your head. Don't wait for it to come out of your head or don't think that you're going to speak it because it's coming out of your head and you're going to come up with the words. It's not natural. It's supernatural. It's coming through your spirit. For he that speaketh unto God, uh, speaking in an unknown tongue, speaks not unto men but unto God, for no man understands him. However, in the spirit he speaks mysteries. It says, but he that prophesies speaks unto men to edification. Prophesies means when God's speaking through you and in a, in a language, in an English language, and everybody understands it, you know that God's speaking to you. It's like uh, Pastor Greg would come around and speak over people. That's God speaking to you. But he that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. He that prophesies edifies the church. So you're edifying yourself. You're building yourself up. Edify, build yourself up. He that speaks in an unknown tongue edifies himself. Now, you may not even think you're edifying yourself. You can go on for hours and hours and think you didn't do anything, that you didn't accomplish anything. But you actually are edifying yourself. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. When I first got saved, I would speak in tongues all night long. As soon as I, got, I went to bed, I felt like something was pouring in my mouth. I'd fall asleep and I'd... I'd sort of sense that thing pouring in and I just sort of sort of suck it up and I would go to sleep and I'd fall asleep praying in tongues all night long the reason why is your spirit doesn't need to rest it's your body that needs to rest your spirit could stay up 24 hours a day and it could speak 24 hours a day so while my body was sleeping my spirit was praying edifying myself now I edified myself and build up my most holy faith it was three months later when all the when all the um, results came, but as it was going on, I was edifying myself. I was building myself up. For if I pray in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding, my mind, I don't know, is unfruitful. Or I don't get anything out of it from my mind. What is it then, Paul says in verse 15? I will pray with the spirit, and I will pray with the understanding also. Lord, help me. I need help. I got to pay this bill, blah, blah, blah. I will sing with the Spirit, like I just was with that song. Hallelujah. I will sing with the Spirit. And I will sing with the understanding also, in my mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I'm singing with my mind, and I'm singing with my spirit. Uh, now, at 1 Corinthians 12, I went over the fact that uh, it says in verse 10, it says, To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, divers kinds of tongues, or various kinds of tongues, which we spoke about, the three kinds. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Uh, now, what is it for? Why are you actually doing it? Well, in Romans 8, 26, it says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself, itself, makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. You know, I had someone in my office, I can't remember who it was, but someone said, you know, I really, I could just pray on my own. I don't really need the tongues. I go, really? What's going to happen tomorrow? Are you going to get an accident tomorrow? How do you know you're going to get an accident tomorrow? You know, you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You don't know what the plagiatic plans has for your life. You're limited. It says, you're, you're, you don't know what you should pray for as you ought. There was a guy in the church one time, Mike Cervello was preaching, he said, 
uh, he saw this uh, red-haired girl. You know, she's playing in the band up front. She's, he's like, man, I'd like to have her. You know, and he's praying with his mind. He's like, man, I'd like to, God, help me. God, meet her. I want her to be my wife or whatever. You know, I wanted to hook up with her. And uh, so he starts praying in tongues. Well, a guy who had interpretation of tongues was coming by, and he said, uh, so uh, who's the red-haired girl? And uh, he, she said, uh, what do you mean? He says, well, I, I heard you praying in tongues. He goes, I, I, I got the interpretation of what you were praying. He goes, what was I saying? He says, the Holy Spirit said, stay away from that red-haired girl. She's no good for you. you know? So with his mind, he wanted the girl, and with his spirit, the spirit's like, don't do it. This girl's no good for you. So you see, you don't know what you should pray for as you ought, but the spirit itself does. He knows what you're, uh, what's good for you and what's not good for you. It says, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now, again, you, you can't even utter it. You don't even know what to pray for. But uh, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, uh, you have groanings and you pray words that you would never pray. In Jude 1, verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. You build up your faith praying in the Holy Ghost. So you sit there for an hour and hour and say, well, I didn't do anything. How did I build up my faith? Well, I prayed for about two and a half months, and all of a sudden a wind went through my body, and I saw Jesus. And my faith went from zero to a thousand in one second. You see, I was building up my faith by praying in tongues for that incident to happen, and then when the incident happened, my faith went through the roof. There was a guy who, uh, who worked in a mill, uh, and God was calling him, God was calling him, he was resisting, and he was resisting, and finally he had a dream where a woman said, uh, you know, and he saw this woman doing all these miracles, and uh, she, he said, you know, this was, this was for another guy, but he didn't want it, so God gave it to me, and uh, so he said, uh, wow, that, that was for me, that dream was for me, in other words, God's want, wanting to give it to me, uh, but I'm not surrendering, I'm not submitting, so he decided, you know what, I'm going to quit my job next door at the mill, and I'm just going to pray in tongues, and I'm going to do it as if I'm working at the mill. So he would check in at 9 o'clock. He'd get on his knees. He'd pray. He'd hear the whistle next door when they take the coffee break. He'd take the coffee break, and he'd come back, and then he'd pray until noon, and then he'd have lunch, and then he'd go back. At 1 o'clock, he'd start over again and just keep right on going. And, in fact, the book is in the library. It's called uh, uh, The Walk of the Spirit, The Walk of Power. It's a black little book. Uh, anybody wants it, it's in there. I, I've read it a long time ago. And uh, so he did this, and after a couple of months, uh, they went out and asked him, said, you know, has anything changed? He said, no, nothing has changed. He said, uh, he says, well, do you feel anything? He says, well, he says, I'm kind of dry in my mouth because I talk all day. You know, I speak in tongues all day, so I'm getting dry in my mouth. And uh, so finally, after about two, two and a half months, another guy actually joined him, said, you know what, I'm going to do what you're doing. We're going to just do it together, you know. So they started doing it together. And then finally, uh, about after about three months, uh, he kept doing this, you know, no supernatural experience, nothing wild, anything happened. He, he went to a service, uh, a little Bible study, and there was a Baptist preacher there, and uh, he said, uh, you know, he was preaching, you know, to the people there, and he looked over at a woman, the guy looked at a woman, and he saw her hip, he saw an x-ray of her hip, and he goes, is there something wrong with your leg? And uh, she says, yeah, there is something wrong with your leg. So he, uh, he got down on his knees and started praying for the woman. And the Baptist uh, guy that was running the thing, he said, hey, hey, we don't do that around here. And all of a sudden, her leg went pop, 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 pop. 
it snapped all back into place and everything else. And the lady jumped up. She goes, like, hell, we don't. <laughs> you know. And uh, so after that, he started getting invitations to go here and there. And miracles started popping everywhere. And, uh, and then eventually, he uh, ended up going overseas. And he ended up, uh, I think it was in India or Pakistan, one of those countries. And he, uh, miracle worker, you know, around the world, missionary wor miracle worker. But it all started out because he decided, you know what, I'm just going to sit and have this all prayed out. So the Holy Spirit's got to pray it all out. You know, he doesn't know what he's praying. He doesn't know what he's doing. All he knows is he's got to do it. And that's what he was doing. And uh, it builds your faith. His faith went through the roof. Did it go all that time while he's praying? No. But when he saw the x-ray and he prayed for the woman and the, and the miracle happened, his faith went from one to a thousand in one second. And after that, he was off to the races. So uh, now, what exactly is it? Uh, well, the Bible says in Isaiah 28, 11, it says, For with stammering lips uh, and another tongue will he speak to this people. So as God, God said, I will, with stammering lips and another tongue, I will speak to you. That's how I'm going to speak to you. Now, stammering means inter any interference or repetition of speech. Actually, the medical definition is uh, a speech disorder, it actually says, characterized by hesitation and repetition of words or by mispronunciation or transposition of certain consonants, especially R and S, and sounds other than speech that are similar to stammering. So, I mean, you'll see when you speak in tongues, you'll go, that's stammering, that's stammering. You're speaking in tongues. When you're doing that, you're speaking in tongues. You say, well, I don't have a language. Like, oh, yeah, you'll have a language too. But oftentimes you'll speak in tongues. And, you know, I think it's Romans, it says, we cry, Abba, Father. You'll hear yourself go, Abba, 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 Abba. Ah, bah, 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 bah. Carlos Anacandia came from uh, South America. He was preaching in, uh, in uh, Utica and Mount Zion. And I heard him one time. We were all, uh, the things were happening. Everything was flying, you know, miracle, you know, anointing was going. I seen him on the front row when this was when I was first saved. And he was going, ah, bah, 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 bah. And I was like, what's he saying? I didn't know that verse. But then I found out that verse says, Abba, Father, you know, I, I, that's what he was saying, Abba, Father. He was like, Father, 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 Father. Abba, ba, 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 ba. You'll hear yourself saying that, crying out sometimes when you're praying. Abba, ba, ba. We cry out, Abba, Father. We have not received the spirit, uh, like we received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Abba, ba, 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 ba. So with stammering lips and another tongue, will he speak to his people? I didn't speak a whole language. I spoke four or five words when I first started. But then it was like, and then our Chinese language. So, you know, you'll speak more than one language. You'll speak more than, you'll speak stammering lips. The point is, you're speaking unto God. Your spirit's speaking unto God. Whether you're stammering, whether you're speaking one language, whether you're speaking two languages, doesn't matter. In fact, the next thing there is Romans 8.15. For you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Now, who does this baptizing? Who does the baptizing in the Holy Spirit? Is it me? I'm sitting here preaching, and I'm just going to you know, lay my hands on you, and you're going to be baptized by me? No. It's Jesus. Uh, John said uh, in Matthew 3, 11, 12, or 3, 11, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that comes after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. 
He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So it's Jesus who's baptizing, Jesus who's laying his hands on you, Jesus who's uh, giving you the Holy Ghost. Uh, we're just vessels, whether it's the pastor or me or whatever else. It's, it's Jesus inside that's laying his hands on you, and you're receiving the Holy Ghost, and you're, uh, uh, you're being baptized by him. I remember one time I was in Clinton. We had a closing uh, there, and the husband wasn't there. Uh, and uh, the husband wasn't there for a long time, and something was happening. And I'd, I wasn't even supposed to be at that closing in Clinton. I was supposed to be at the office in the HSBC office, but someone said, well, you got to go to the lady's house and blah, blah, blah. Some white horse in Clinton or something like that, Indian name. And uh, so I said, well, God must have me here for a reason. And I said, uh, hey, uh, I started talking to her about God. I just brought up the subject, and she goes, yeah. She goes, you know, I always wondered about those tongues, you know, about speaking in tongues and being baptized in the Holy Ghost. I said, oh, well, <laughs> guess what? I'm here. Let's do it. Uh, so I talked to her about what, like I'm talking to you tonight. I gave her some verses, and I, and I said, okay, now I'm going to pray with you. And we started praying, and I told her, you know, just start speaking. And she started speaking, and all of a sudden, you know, she's, and she's lost. She's lost, and she's, she's uh, in another world. Her husband came home, looked at her, and said, uh, she, you know, what's, up, what's going on here? And I said, just chill. She's all right, you know. And I said, she just got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And, you know, she's, she's, and so she just kept on and on. And then the kids came over and they're looking at her. I said, what's up with mommy? And she went on for about a half hour until I finally said, I got to bring her back. I, we got to close. We got to do this closing. And so, you know, I said, okay. All right. And so then she came back and she said, you know, I, uh, uh, I felt, uh, I, 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 said, well, I felt, you know, the, you know, the, anointed coming through your hand come up my arm and came up around my arm he goes then I saw someone standing behind me and I felt his hands right on my shoulders and the husband goes oh that was me and she goes no that wasn't you she goes she goes you know that was someone else. that was I go that was Jesus I go he was literally laying his hands on your shoulders and baptizing you so when we get when we're praying tonight it's Jesus literally laying his hands on your shoulders uh having you receive the Holy Ghost uh, you're not going to see him, obviously. Well, maybe you will. I don't know, uh, spiritually. But uh, uh, it's Jesus literally laying his hands on you to be filled and be baptized with the Holy Ghost. So it's Jesus who's doing it. Now, uh, Acts chapter 2 says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. These are the disciples. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as of fire, and it sat upon each of them. And they, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And this is what I want to get at. And they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues. They began to speak with other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them utterance. So at the end, it's not going to bust out of you. It's not gonna, well, sometimes it does. I, I can't say that it didn't happen. It's not happened. It's happened before. One time, a lady actually had to hold her mouth. It was busting right out of her mouth, you know, and she started laughing first, and then she busted out in tongues. Uh, but it, hap it happens that way. But a normal, uh, you know, after we pray, you act in faith, you speak, and, uh, and, that's, and it begins to flow, and that's the way it goes, you know. They began to speak as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now, is it for everyone? Of course, it's for everyone. It, don't say that, well, it's not for me, or, you know, it's only for certain people. That's baloney. In uh, Luke 11, 9 through 13, it says, Ask, <clears throat> and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asks, receives. Everyone that asks, receives. And he that seeks, finds. And to him that knocks, it shall be opened. 
<clears throat> if a son, this is what Jesus said right after that, verse 11. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he, will he for a fish give him a serpent? In other words, if you ask for the Holy Spirit, what do you think? He's going to give you something, something bad, something evil? If you know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them who ask him? It says, or if he shall ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you, verse 13, then being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? How much more? And it's a good gift. And he wants to give you, and the devil can't interfere with this gift. He can't mess with it. So it's a for sure. When you pray, you receive, period. You got it. I remember one time that uh, you know, I prayed for Carmen Favada, and he came in my office, and I said, you're going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost, and I gave him the verses I'm giving you today. And uh, I said, all right, now we're going to pray in faith. You're going to start to begin to speak and blah, blah, blah. So he started speaking, and he said, well, it's just not happening today. It's, you know, it's not my, I said, basically, shut up. God's here. He heard it. You got your prayer. You got, you got the gift. Now start speaking in tongues and stop playing around. I don't want to hear the baloney. And I, and I said, now, now do what I say. Basically, I, you know, I got angry with him. And he's like, all right. And then all of a sudden, I said, I told you. I said, now stop fooling around. You know, God is listening. God hears it. He's, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Ghost, okay? It's not an issue. It's not an issue. All right? Unless you make it an issue, obviously. How much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All you got to do is ask him. If, he says, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All you got to do is ask him. Period. End of story. Mark 16. This is when Jesus rose up and he, and he said unto them, he told his disciples, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Now just as a side note, notice that the baptism when you're a kid doesn't count. Because he that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Well, you can't believe and be baptized when you're a child. You can consecrate a child when he's a, consecrate a kid when he's a little kid and baptize him. That's great. That's wonderful. But that doesn't mean he's born again and saved and all that kind of stuff. You're born again saved when you grow up and you know what you're doing. You believe and you're baptized, you shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. If you don't believe, you'll be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. Not maybe, not might. They shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues, period. That's it. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. Shall they cast out devils? They shall speak with new tongues. That's not it, it. But, I mean, they do other things. But that's, that, that's it. It's a fact. They shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. Shall is a pretty strong word. And that's the word Jesus used. They shall. Okay? If you don't, it's your fault, not God's fault. He ain't stopping you. Now, in Acts 2.38, there was 3,000 people uh, that came to the Lord after um, Peter got up and spoke and preached. And uh, Peter said unto them, he said, men and brethren, what shall we do? What, do we, what, what, what should be done now? And he said, repent, change your way of thinking, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. In other words, first get saved, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Not maybe, you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So you get saved, you get your sins remitted, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you, everybody standing here, and to your children, 
Everybody's going to be coming from here. And to all that are far off, years and generations from now, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Everybody. All right? So God's calling you. You come to him. And he's got the Holy Ghost ready and waiting for you. And, uh, and when, when Peter went to Cornelius' house, uh, they went and, uh, and Peter preached to them. He says in Acts chapter 10, verse 44, it says, While Peter yet spoke these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. In other words, they heard the word, they accepted it, and the Holy Ghost fell on them. And they of the circumcision, which was the Jewish people, which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now, how did they know that the gift of the Holy Ghost was poured out on them? It was the very next words. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnified God. Then Peter answered and said, can anyone forbid water? I mean, these guys got baptized in the Holy Ghost before they got baptized in water. Can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we? He knew that they received the Holy Ghost because they all began speaking in tongues. It's a, it's a one, two, three situation. You get saved, uh, your sins are remitted, and you get baptized in water, and you get baptized in the Holy Ghost. Not necessarily in those last two orders. You can get baptized and speak in tongues and then go get baptized uh, in water if you want. But that's normally it's uh, saved, baptized in water, baptized in the Holy Ghost, period. Shall follow. In Acts 19, it says, and Paul was uh, traveling through uh, uh, Corinth, uh, and he says, and it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, no, Paul was going through Ephesus. Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. And he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now think about this. These guys are disciples. They're following Jesus. Twelve of them. Paul finds them on the road and he says, hey, have you received the Holy Ghost? You know, have you got it? And uh, they're like, uh, uh, sorry, but... Uh, he says, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? And they said unto him, uh, we haven't so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. We haven't even heard of the Holy Ghost. Well, guess what? There is a Holy Ghost, and, uh, and they needed to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, and unto what then were you baptized? And they said unto John's baptism. That was great. They got baptized in water. Then said Paul, John verily baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people, after that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. All the men were about 12. You see what it is? It's, it's automatic. Uh, this is, it happens all the time. This, this, is what, this is the way it works. Now, uh, now I'm done preaching, and I'm going to pray for people now. And, uh, but I want to tell you this before we get started. First of all, anything you receive from God is spiritual. It's spirit to spirit. It's not head to head. It's not spirit to head. Uh, head's not involved. You pray, and it's spirit to spirit. You receive it. I remember one time I was in uh, Costa Rica, and there was a woman there. She walked with a, a limp, and she came up with a cane, you know. And uh, I just got done preaching, and I came down off the, off the pulpit, and I started praying with her. And I could see, like, she was having trouble receiving. And I was like, you know what? I said to one of my uh, translators, I go, tell her that God loves her. So he whispered in her ear, God loves you. And all of a sudden, bam. I mean, the power guy went through her, shook her. I had to hold her head so she didn't smash her head to pieces on the ground because she had smashed her. I mean, and she was just going. I'm just, just totally loaded with the Holy Spirit. But the block was she was trying to receive with her head. And when I told her that God loved her, 
she's just sort of released and said, okay, I received that. And I was like, yes, God loves me. I, I just, I, so all of a sudden she received with the spirit and bam, she was, she was uh, shot. I mean, not shot, but she was just shaking like crazy. I had to go right to the airport after, and I called. The very first thing I called when I got back, I was like, listen, I want to know what happened to that lady. He goes, she threw away her cane. She was running around the place. She, she was just he's healed. She was, uh, she was thrilled about the whole thing, you know. But the way she received was spiritually. She got to receive spirit. This is spirit. In other words, inside. You, you, you just listen to inside. Get your head completely out of it. It's almost like you're relaxing, just chilling, and you say, oh, but, but. okay, so that's what that. Now, and another thing I want to tell you is that James 2.26 makes it very clear. For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. If you don't, if you don't believe or if you don't act on what, you, what we're saying here or what, you, what, um, uh, on, on what we believe and on, on what we're praying for, it ain't going to work. I was in, <laughs> I was in Brazil and I, I prayed for a woman. And I was shaking from the power, uh, you know, where I came up from downstairs. And, uh, you know, I turned to the woman after I prayed for her. And, and the spirit inside me goes, walk, walk, walk. I was like, who the heck said that? And, you know, then the lady finally started w getting up and walking. Uh, and then she started to walk. And I heard she had not walked or stood in eight years, you know. And uh, the family went crazy. They came running up and blah, blah, blah. And uh, this crippled woman was healed, you know. Uh, but my point is the spirit yelled at her to walk because if she ain't going to walk, it ain't going to work. <laughs> He's screaming at her, walk, walk, walk. And I was like, who the heck is saying that? Because I know it wasn't me screaming it. And uh, see, so faith without works is dead. If, if, if I believe I can speak just as a natural person, but I don't, I don't open my mouth and I don't speak. I, I just sit here. I'm going to say something to the pastor. I didn't say a word because I haven't opened my mouth. If I could speak, I need to open up my mouth and begin to speak. Okay? So you have to open up your mouth. You just got, and I, you know, I'm going to give you another example. I, we were at, a, I was preaching in Oneida uh, at a church there. And uh, they, they, they asked me to come over and preach on the Holy Ghost, being baptized with the Holy Ghost, so on and so forth. And uh, there was a janitor there. And I said, look, come on up here. And I said, you're going to be the first one we're going to pray for to be filled with the Holy Ghost. And he came up and I said, listen. I said, uh, can you just mumble? I said, I, I don't, I'm not, this is nothing to do with the Holy Spirit. I just want you to mumble. He's, uh, he's like, I go, just he's, I said, yeah, can you do that? He says, yeah. I go, now I'm going to pray for you in front of everybody. And I said, all I want you to do is just start doing that. Because I said, because the Holy Spirit needs your mouth and your tongue loose. Because how is he supposed to use your mouth and tongue to form words if you're just like, uh, uh. So after we prayed, I said, now just start mumbling. He went, and the faith went through the roof. And people realized you have to release your mouth and you have to release your tongue so that the Holy Spirit can use and form words. You can't form words. Now, there was another woman that we prayed for, uh, or I prayed for. After she had been trying to be baptized in the Holy Ghost for 12 years. 12 years. And she came up and I said, okay, now begin to speak. And she went, 
And I was like, you can't even talk naturally if you talk like that. I go, stop doing that and start releasing your mouth and your tongue so the Holy Spirit can make words. And so she was like very difficult. She was like, I go, stop thinking. I go, wait a second, stop. I was praying with her. I said, stop. You're trying to do it with your head. I go, get your head out of it. I go, did you see that janitor? I go, he didn't do anything. I said, he just sat there. I go, all he did was just release his mouth. I go, you see that? It was the first time he ever tried. And, 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 and boom, it happened just like that, okay? I said, so faith without works is dead. Speak and release your mouth. And finally, I got her to go. I go, that's right. Now let it just stop it. Now keep releasing. And she kept going and going and going. And finally, she was speaking and she walked out of her happiest clam in the whole place. Okay, so you can't restrict you can't restrict the Holy Spirit, okay? You can't, you can't do it, okay? Now, we're going to just pray, first of all, that you be saved, okay? I, I didn't want, I, I'm just, we're going to pray first that you forgive everybody. Uh, I'm going to get that out of the way because you can't even be saved without forgiving people. You got to forgive. You gotta, that's just the way it is. Otherwise, God's not going to forgive you. Then we're going to pray that you be saved. And after you pray we'll be saved, we're going to pray for God, for Jesus to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. He's here. He's listened to this whole sermon. And then, and then, uh, then we're going to pray, uh, be baptized with the Holy Spirit, and you receive the Holy Spirit. You take the Holy Spirit. When I got saved, and, you know, Pat Robertson was preaching on the Holy Spirit, and he says, you know, a lot of times what we do is we ask God for things, but we don't take it. He said, for example, he says, uh, you're, you need $50. Uh, you say, can I have $50? And God reaches in his pocket. He says, all right, here's the 50 And you're like, no, please, please, i got to have $50. And he says, uh, I'm trying to give you the $50. And you're like, no, no, I, I really have to have $50. And he snaps it. You know, he snaps it the third time. He says, I'm trying to give you the holy $50. Take the $50. And he goes, stop asking God and just take what I'm trying to give you. And, uh, and so I, uh, uh, I said, you know, I put my headphones down. I said, Lord, I take your Holy Spirit. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was just listening to Pat Robinson. And I said, I take your Holy Spirit. I took it like this, like I was reaching up and taking a $50 bill. So I closed my eyes, you know, I reached up and took it from the spiritual. And all of a sudden, I said, wait a second. I'm speaking another language. You know, I ran downstairs. I said, Brenda, get a load of this. You know, so the point is, is that, we're asking God, and then we're taking from God what he's given you. We're asking for the Holy Spirit. He gives us the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord. I take your Holy Spirit. And then you begin speaking in faith. And begin speaking. And I want everybody who speaks in tongues to speak in tongues. And then everybody who doesn't speak in tongues, just start going out. Just start receiving. Now, just a little one, Louis, too. Uh, same thing. Uh, I prayed with Michael when he's five years old. And he got filled with the Holy Ghost. It was just beautiful. And uh, it's just had a beautiful spirit throughout his whole life. It's just, uh, you know, it's beautiful. So, uh, Lou, you just uh, follow my instructions. You just do what I tell you. And uh, God wants to uh, fill you with the Holy Ghost. And oh, John's here. And anybody else who's not filled with the Holy Ghost, uh, just follow what I say, okay? Hallelujah. All right. Father God, first of all, let me pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. I thank you, Lord, that your word is true. I thank you that you've listened to everything that's going on here tonight. You know the people that are here to be baptized, Lord. And I ask that you, you, Lord Jesus Christ, baptize them in the Holy Ghost and, uh, and uh, have the Holy Spirit fall upon them, Lord. We thank you, Lord. 
in Jesus' name. Okay, so now we'll just, let's just pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I forgive everyone that has ever hurt me. I release them unto you. I ask that you bless them like you're blessing me now. Father God, I believe in your son Jesus. I believe that he was raised from the dead. That he shed his blood for me. And I receive him as my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, I call upon you. Wash me clean. And Father God, now, as per your word, I ask you for the Holy Spirit and the gift of speaking in tongues. I thank you, Lord, that you've heard my prayer. And, I, and you're right now handing me the Holy Spirit, baptizing me in the Holy Ghost. I receive your spirit from the top of my head to the tips of my toes. Fill me, Lord, right now. And by faith, I receive the gift of speaking in tongues. And I speak in faith right now in Jesus' name. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.